You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Have you ever wondered if there's a parallel between how you take care of your own physical body, how well you exercise, how often you exercise, what does your diet look like, and your finances. On today's episode, we've got an exciting guest, Rachel Clausen, a colleague of mine who comes from a background of a personal trainer, and her coaching style approach to finances and getting herself an image of a fit CFP has really helped her solidify how she approaches personal finances, money conversations with her clients. Having worked in the industry and seen a variety of clients in all walks of life, lives, different age groups, had allowed her to create this approach of coaching clients versus having to tell them what to do. In this discussion, we go into understand how Rachel's own money story has allowed her to relieve herself from having a fearful ideas and fearful feelings about money by connecting with what her husband and understanding what her husband's money story is. We also get to talk about Rachel's love for travel, wineries, and her three fur babies. So join me on this conversation. Hi, Rachel. So excited to have you here with us. Uh, Welcome. Well, let's get into it uh, and start with our first question, but always curious to know especially my fellow colleagues, uh, financial planners, but why did you become a financial planner? Thanks. Hi, Anna. I'm super excited to be here and get to chat with you for a little bit. Um, That's always a fun question to answer. Um, I guess probably similar to a lot of people, like, you know, it started off as more of like interest and like finance impacts my life and my friends' lives and my family. um, And how, how can I be involved in that? And and for me, um, once I really start getting into it, it's just my my why behind working with anyone I work with is I just want to help uh, them live the life that they dream about. I don't really believe in like the deferred life plan. I don't want someone to wait until they're 65 to feel like they can start, you know, enjoying the money that they've worked hard for and living the life that they've been dreaming about for all these years. I want to help them find a way to do that both now and in the future. Um, it's something that I try to do in my own life and with, with my family and, uh, I'm just very passionate about helping others be able to feel give them the confidence and the knowledge to be able to do that as well. Yeah. I love, I love your analogy. I don't think I've heard anybody say that deferred life. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do that. I mean, I was thinking like, okay, yes, we always think about, okay, I'm going to do this when I get to a certain goal or sort of my yeah. I'm going to travel more when I retire. You know, like you're like in your thirties now, you're like, okay, so do I have to wait till I'm 60 to do that? Or, you know, there's yeah. a ton of examples. And yeah. And I'm like, no, like you can, 
like, yeah, maybe some things you wait later, but you don't necessarily know what's going to happen later. And you shouldn't, you should enjoy the journey as well. You know, not just be constantly thinking about if and when and, and that do, do it now. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And I think that's why really at Main Street, we love the idea of a roadmap uh, versus yeah. like, okay, here's your plan. And it may not really be that good once you get started because life changes. And so, yeah, that, that, that navigation piece is really, is really crucial. And so I'm just curious, what kind of clients do you do your best work for? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have work with a broad range of clients. Everyone's like, who's in their retired years and maybe they had a business and now they're selling and living off their spoils and doing that, living up the golden years to now having the opportunity to work with uh, like those clients, kids or in the younger generations. And, and I think for me, it kind of like, you know, almost in other professions, I do my best work with, with people who I can relate to, who I'm kind of in that similar life stage going through those same changes. Um, and for me, um, I, it's probably that under fifties crowd, you know, cause I'm, I'm gonna be 30 this year. So that kind of thirties, forties, maybe even into their twenties, I, I can relate to going through all those major life changes of getting out of school, uh, getting into your career, starting getting married, buying a home, starting a family, all of those big changes. And, um, and, even further than that, I, I really work well with uh, those uh, military first responders. I'm, uh, I was an active duty wife for several years, and now my husband's in the Air National Guard. He's also a firefighter. And so understanding those federal benefits and just that unique um, work-life balance that they have and sometimes don't have, and then being part of that family. I'm super passionate about working with, with other you know couples and, and families that fall into that line because there's just so much opportunity there. And I feel like uh, it, from a, a standpoint of what you can do with these, um, the various, you know, benefits, it, even just from like a scheduling time, like we have so many friends who are, you know, have this unique firefighter schedule. So they also have a side business of like in real estate or something. And so it's just very unique complexities that other professions don't allow for. And so living that out, um, I enjoy helping others do that and just making sure they're served. Cause I, I think it's traditionally an underserved market. Um, uh, cause you know, military and first responders aren't necessarily thought of as like super affluent and have the assets to work with a traditional advisor. And, and I, I don't think that's the way it should be. And I want to help them live out you know, serve them the way they serve us. Yeah, totally. I, I relate to that so much because when I started um, 16, 17 years ago in this in this yeah. industry, I've, of course, I was a young 20-something out of college thinking that, okay, well, you know, who is going to be my ideal client, right? Because I love the idea of the planning and what could be done with it. But my peers were just like me, early something 22. So, you know, but our industry has evolved so much over like these last you know, 15 plus years that you're right. Um, a lot of these different groups of, of clients or, or folks out there that are not rich, right? And, and, and that's not the, you know, maybe even the goals that they have in their life, but they still need help with their finances. So it's just awesome and exciting to see that there's this like a whole huge opportunity to help so many more people. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that for sure. And even to support the younger generation, you know, coming after them, I, you know, I'm a new, a new mom, still call myself a new mom. So I kind of wondered at times, right? Like what, yeah. would, what would that generation be like 
10, mm-hmm. 15, 20 years from now, kind of, uh, you know, stepping into our shoes and, and, and becoming smart with our finances. Yeah. I love the idea of being able to, I'm, uh, I, as a recent move, I haven't gotten involved with the school yet, but, um, historically where we've lived, I've been a high school track coach. Um, just, I love coaching those, those kids and helping them just, I have such great memories of coaches from when I was younger. And I think that translates to my financial, uh, advice kind of style. Um, but you know, something I, think would be great it's you know the the younger you can start that education the better off they're going to be and if I could do you know like a just host for do like a free education piece for high school students before they head into college and help them wrap their heads around how to how to get their way through with without going into debt and things like that it's just it's I I think you're right the industry is shifting so much in that advice and planning and trying to help people earlier rather than later because you can do so much more versus trying to play catch up when you you get later on it's exciting to see what's evolving Totally. No, I love it. I love it. Um, it. It really gives us this like totally different track that we can run on and be really, you know, part of our clients' lives. All right. So this this question really kind of um, comes from, I think if I was a client, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, you're all, you know, educated and experienced and smart and all of that stuff. But I know you're just like me and you, you know, made uh, I've done things that you may not be so proud and made mistakes. So like, let's humanize our, ourselves as financial planners. Cause we are at the end of the day, yeah. just like our clients. So I'd love to hear if there's a one or two biggest mistakes you think you've made when it comes to your personal finances. Definitely. Yeah, I am. I am human. And even though know, I like, I think of myself, I am, I'm pretty conservative. So I'm unfortunate to not make some real terrible mistakes, but uh, definitely one of the bigger ones they made uh, that we actually made as a couple. And I think a lot of young couples go through this when you're newly married, especially uh, we find this popular in the uh, military community, but we were, we were young, just got married, moved to our first duty station. Um, My husband didn't quite understand really what his like benefits and all, like how all this kind of thing works went from, you know, being in college to all of a sudden having like a regular salary, we just got married. I was trying to find a job and trying to get settled. And one of the first things we did when he he started getting that Air Force uh, paycheck was go out and buy a new car. And <laughs> that $450 a month payment started even a lot, uh, like a little bit of a mistake. Um, but it was a great learning experience because we weren't the only ones who had, who had made that mistake. And between, you know, having the support of our, not support, but advice of our our parents of how to kind of start coming up with a budget and how to read a pay stub and how to kind of blend our finances not like we had assets to blend but you know just start functioning as a as a new couple as a new household halfway across the country just truly on our own um it was it was a huge learning experience for us and we came out stronger because of it like looking back it's like and it turned out you know it's been a great car we still own that car 7 years later and it's paid off so um but but that that was probably our biggest mistake is like oh okay that that really uh <laughs> makes a dent in the monthly cash flow and uh learning about how loans and financing and just how all that stuff you know works um but uh, yeah i it uh taught us the the value of really paying attention to like what we're spend and how to talk to the car guy <laughs> All those things. That's definitely a learning experience. I'm sure that prepared yeah. you for for larger purchases such as home and and things. Yeah, like that. yeah. When it came time to buy our first home a couple of years ago, it was, we were much more uh, okay. This is how it really works, and how to you know. And then 
like I say, looking at just additional expenses outside of just the car, just the home, like stuff we didn't even think about, like maintenance. Cause then that was the next thing that happened. Like, uh, you know, end up having to buy new tires and <laughs> stuff that you didn't even think about. So yeah, definitely human, definitely have made those, those mistakes, but, um, hopefully, hopefully when you do <laughs> learn from it and come out stronger. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, of course, and it could be, you know, it could be a situation. I know we've all been in those situations. It's like, okay, we have, we have our community, we have our families that, you know, we get the, the idea or we grow up in an environment where all of these different messages are being put into our head, right? Or we hear something or we see what, how our family, how our parents treat finances. And so we develop our own understandings and create our own money story. Um, and, you know, when, when life happens to us, like you were saying, all right, we're newly married, we're going to do this. That might have been an example that you both saw or maybe didn't mm-hmm. see that, you know. So it's kind of like you all kind of go with it or you rebel against it. Um, you know, what would you say um, if you had to look back, were there situations or people who may have influenced you in a positive or negative way in terms of what you think about finances or, um, you know, how do you how, how, how do you actually act um, around your personal finances? Yeah, I think when I when I saw a question, I think the the first and really like just major person that comes to mind is my dad. My dad, uh, like my I grew up in, I think, probably pretty typical, at least from my knowledge of probably growing up in my own bubble, you know, but household of like dad kind of handles the finances. My mom by no means um, is, you know, uh, she not like in tune with what's going on, but my dad kind of, you know, bounces the checkbook and pays the bills and stuff. My mom just kind of absorbs what she absorbs. And, um, but one good thing, you know, my, both in me and my sister, my dad and my mom too, but my dad just has a stronger, stronger voice being a dad, you know, uh, really instilled in us, like, uh, the value of, of saving and living within your means and, uh, you know, reading the fine print and all those kinds of things of that really now I see are come in handy. Like the older I get more and more of, of, of just kind of paying attention and not taking everything just at face value, doing your own research. And also he, from an early age as well, even though he's like me, you know, very conservative and, and almost as like, I find this in myself too, comes from, you can even call it like a scarcity mindset, like not wanting to run out, like always wanting to be prepared for a raining day. But at the same time, I noticed even as we got older and he's got older, he instilled the value of, of finding that balance as well. And, and understanding that it's okay to, you know, go on a vacation or it's okay to, you know, buy the dress for the, for that, you know, event or something that like, it, it's it's important to save for those things and and have your you know spending plan in place and your roadmap in place, but you should enjoy the journey while you can as as well. And um and that's something as I as I get older and and now working with clients, I really try to live out because um, I feel like you can't really teach something if you're not doing it yourself. So uh, so for like for us, you know, travel is a big thing. Like it's if travel is something we want and that we want to do regularly, uh, then we just make the make it happen. You put it in your plan and you make, you know, maybe sacrifice here for this or, or, or however it works, but it's just those things that are important to you and that why, you know, understanding your why behind the things you're trying to achieve is, is so huge. Um, and he really instilled that in, in us. And I think it's, um, it's something I'm, I'm sure I'll carry with me forever. Yeah, no, totally. The, I think the why is, you're right, is the why that really is what's going to keep you going and, and really pull you out of situations where, you know, it may not be a good, uh, a good, you know, you might not be in a good spot. 
Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my money flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Do you think you've had negative influence? I know we all had that yeah. <laughs> here and there. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, we all have negative influences. I don't even know if now, like being asked it that way, it's like, oh, I don't even know if I've thought of it as negative, but more just like you said, like kind of shaping your money story, your money script. And, and for me, I think the biggest thing, and it's, and my husband, I think has taught me this. My husband grew up a little differently, like not much more, I wouldn't say like frivolous by any means, but just didn't really have any of that, like fear or nothing. He was just like, yeah, like it'll all work out. Like everything works out. You know, he's a, he's a very go with the flow <laughs> kind of guy, which I guess is good considering it's in like such a high stress job. He's just like, oh, it'll work out. And I'm like, oh my God, no, it won't. <laughs> um, and so, but meeting him and being with him has made me realize like, oh, I, I kind of do come from thing, come to some things from a place of, of fear, and especially around finances. Like I am the saver. I want to put every penny away and I feel guilty for spending money on myself and it's something I really have to like work on and realize that like uh, it's okay like I'm a valuable human with things that I enjoy and and within reason it's okay to enjoy those things as well and and for me you know building a money roadmap is it's almost like my way of giving myself permission and um and and so I would be like something I guess I could classify as as negative of just having that mindset of like I can't do anything for myself. I have to take care of everyone else first and I have to just put every dollar away and realize like, no, it's okay. Like you can have a little balance. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's, and it's really interesting um, that you're starting to realize that, right. As you, as you, and I mean, unfortunately, I think most people don't get to that point in their life because yeah. we're just like, we're just so caught up in the minutia. And then if you're not, you and I are fortunate because we chose this to be our day-to-day -day thing that we do yeah. right, for others. So, yeah. you know, when the day is over, you're like, okay, what about me? So you, uh -huh. you know, you have the influence of that as, 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 and then you bring that into your own family. 
but yeah, it's just totally. how others never really even cross that path with understanding, mm-hmm. you know, why are they doing these things? Why are they putting every dollar away? Or why are they spending yeah. all of those dollars and yeah. not saving? Um, so I, I, I'm really, truly behind the idea of like digging deeper and especially in the relationship, like whether you're starting out or like Yuri and I got married really young too. Like we yeah. didn't even talk about money. It's just, we didn't have any to talk about. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> was just like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's those places, right? But it doesn't matter wherever you are in this journey, whether starting out or, you know, made it already, there's still a place of, of, of you know, peace that you can find with yourself by understanding mm-hmm. these things. And understanding yeah. what I've found more um, freeing and more actually, you know, peaceful to, to me was understanding the other person that I was in. Yeah. Relationship with. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. What and it's taken, I mean, we've been married seven years in July, and we've been together for nine. But so not like we've been together for 30 years, but a decent amount of time, you know, um, yeah, and especially yeah. for being young, you know, we're both barely 30. And, um, and yeah, understanding I love doing like working with couples, especially like and helping that kind of money script between the two, because usually they're opposites. It's it's interesting to sit with a couple and see kind of the values that each bring. And but yeah, understanding your partner and like how you defer and how you're the same is is huge. And it's, it's like therapy. I, I sometimes, most of the time I feel like when we're with clients, we're like therapists almost. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I know, like my husband would definitely classify himself as the spender and like, it all work out. It's all going to be fine. And I would class my, myself as the savers. So, like we know we defer there, but then some things like we know we agree on like the type of house we want or like the type of vacations we want to go on. And so it's just, you know, satisfying both of your needs individually, as well as, as a, as a household. And, and then if you have kids in the mix, you know, throwing that too. For us, it's just fur babies and we make sure they're loved. <laughs> yeah, well, there's still expenses there. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that so that leads me to think like, okay, well, Rachel, if you had discretionary money in your budget and let's yeah. say a thousand bucks. I, I guess from hearing all of what you just said, you're just going to put it all away. <laughs> I think, you know, when I first was thinking about that question, I was like, ah, oh, you know, that is my gut reaction. That's like my instinct. It's like, if I had a thousand, another like thousand dollars a month, that is like going into the 401k or something, you know, like, <laughs> but I, I know that about myself. And I think, uh, if I truly had like X dollar, you know, say a thousand dollars of discretionary outside of like our, our normal savings that, um, and I, I think when we get to that point of, of that income level of having that, yeah, much to put away, that's, uh, something that we both have kind of a dream of is to buy uh, a cabin up in the mountains, uh, probably, uh, we're probably either in like Northern Northeastern Washington, or maybe in Oregon, uh, I'm from Oregon. And, um, and so that's kind of like a long-term goal of ours. And we're, when we're at the point to have the discretionary savings for that goal, when our other goals are taken care of, I think that is where we would put those dollars. Um, yeah. Cause that's, that's a big dream of ours that we agree on. <laughs> I love the why I love the yeah. why we're talked about it. That's, that's yeah. really what's motivating. I mean, everyone has different ideas. Like, you know, if I had extra money, I'll do this. But there's always yeah. there's always that why that kind of runs through yeah. everything, even thoughts we have about money. Um, yeah, been, and it's yeah, I've been it's always fascinated to, by this topic. Yeah, totally. It's and when you have that why, it's like it's like I even hear myself saying as I'm describing, like that's something we want. It's like important to us, and we know like we're going to get to a point where we are able to save for that. And we are like it's just there. It's like and when you discover those whys individually and as a couple, if you're in a relationship, it, it's very empowering. Yeah, no, I agree. 
So how do you stay up to up to speed on everything that's going on in our industry? Because we're just like overwhelmed a lot of times, just like you turn on the news and there's just so much noise going on, but yet we still have to um, get ourselves together and face yeah. being sharp and, 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 you know, up to date on everything that's going on. So what are your go-to places? Yeah. Well, obviously my first go-to place is Main Street. We've got great resources. And honestly, even before I, I joined Main Street, that was when I loved seeing like the, the podcast and the blogs, like there's just a lot of information I think is out there on, on Main Street that Main Street offers. Um, outside of work now, now that I get to work here, <laughs> um, uh, uh, one of my go-tos is always Michael Kitsis, his, his blog and his podcasts. Um, they're long, but they're always informative. And I would say Michael Kitsis, as well as another podcast, podcast, uh, the Innovating Advice Show by Kate Holmes. Um, between those two, those are probably my two of my go tos for like industry side, like as an advisor and keeping myself up to speed on on things in in the advisory world and financial planning world. Um, and then other for general like information, like they want to share with a client, share articles, um, or and just keep myself up to speed on the happenings. Um, the, the Motley Fool is one of my go-to blogs, Nerd Wallet, and being a kind of military first responder, um, focus, uh, the Military Wallet is a great, great resource as well. And the IAFF, um, uh, International Association, International Association of Firefighters, um, has a, a great kind of like money, uh, as it relates to your unique kind of federal uh, and, and state benefits. Uh, and I subscribe to their email email list and see all their stuff going on. So. That's awesome. Thank you so much. We will definitely include the links to these resources. I love, I love that you have a, a list of things. I have, I have, uh, you know, a tag, the tags or what do you call, but uh, little things that you, you can just click on your, in your browser. Oh and yeah. To like, here's my Linda. Say, check this, yes. check this, check this. And yep. then, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. go through my Twitter feed and just like, okay, here's the people that, you know, I follow and, and kind of yep. get my gist of information aside from having Yuri put on the morning news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that noise too, but. Get all really, that just, like, what's Jim Cramer saying today? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of him, but yeah. You know. No, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta, not, just hearing the noise. Whole, whole, exactly. <laughs> not doing a whole lot of um, trading here. So here's a here's a thought that I um, always kind of wonder, like, because we we tend to, and you know, the, the folks that I tend to spend my time around, especially like believing in this idea that financial planning is is for the masses, and you don't have yeah. to wait to make your money to get advice from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if we had to look at our industry like in general and sort of criticize or come up with something that you would kind of like want to you know go against and rebel or debunk, what would it mm-hmm. be? Uh, what would be one uh, thing yeah. or more? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like, uh, I, I guess you call it like a pet peeve of mine, especially now that I've been in the industry for a while and, and just really understand the different facets of it. It's just um, painting to me that that we're still in an age where the the stereotype or like just the initial thought of anyone when you hear financial advice or financial planning is, oh, I don't have money. I can't, I can't work with you or I don't need to work with you. Um, I just, I hate the idea that there's, uh, you know, so like an asset minimum, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of firms still have that, like they, they were, their advice revolves around the assets that you have and that's how they get paid. And, and I used to work in that world and I left that world just because I don't believe in it. And I, I don't believe that's where the value is or what, I don't think, um, 
the advice that you receive and you know the roadmap that you build should just be dictated based on the dollar amount that you have in the bank or where it's held. Like regardless if you make fifty thousand dollars a year or five million dollars a year, advice is advice, whether the market's up or down and and it's unique to you, not unique to your assets. Uh, so that's probably my, my biggest thing that I'm just like, and, and I see, I think like you see, you know, the industry shifting more and more away from that, like asset focus to advice focus. Um, and so I, I love that that's there, but um, it's just, yeah, still something that that's not the way it has to be. And, and that's why I love Main Street is because we don't approach it like that. We, you know, if, if you're a client and you see the value in our advice and it's something you want to work with us and want to partner with us to be your go-to financial professional for, for your life, then we're here to help you. And it doesn't matter where, if your assets are at Schwab or Vanguard or TSP, like, we're going to make, make it happen for you. <laughs> so. oh, totally. No, we love, we love that. That's you, you nailed it. That's exactly why we exist. And that's why we are so passionate really about helping, um, a lot more people uh, and, and it's not important how much assets they really have or even any of it. There's no criteria. Yeah. You can have a lot of assets too. Like, but either way, like it doesn't matter if you have, you know, $5 million or, or $5,000, if you don't understand how to use that money and how to have that, give that money a purpose to serve you and your goals, then you're always going to feel like you're playing catch up. I mean, we've, we've all had clients who earn well into, you know, six, seven figures, but feel like they're drowning because they don't understand how to manage their money. And then you have the client who's, you know, maybe works for a nonprofit and not making tons of dollars, but they are on it and they're hitting all their goals. It doesn't have to do with the assets. It has to do with the habits that you build and, and just your why behind what you want your money to do for you. I love it because, and also as you're focusing on working with clients who are younger, hopefully that we get to, we get to them before they, (laughs) yeah, before (laughs) before they make the mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's much easier to be, it's just like going to the doctor, you know, preventative is a lot better than having to deal with something after it's already happened. And, and I just, I love the idea of being able to help people build their wealth versus just making a rich person richer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. When you said preventative, uh, it made me think about dental appointments. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, six months. <laughs> I know, maybe I'm overdue for one, but that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you may not like it as much. That's, that's yeah. it, right? It's, but you go because you know that you're supposed to do that. So we're, yeah. we really are excited to help you like like find that why. And that's why we're really chatting today. Uh, yeah. Well, like, because the why is um, is really so important because that's, because there's there could be so much push um, mm-hmm. before you get to a point where like something needs to pull you in order for yeah. to shift and change. So, oh, yeah, totally! I'm excited. Yeah. So, speaking of um, pulling or pushing or even sticking, if you had a bumper sticker <laughs> on oh. your car, what would it say? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. I don't. I can't think of any like cool sayings. If it like something that had like a fun saying or something, would probably be like. It'd be like a Star Wars related or quote or bumper sticker or something. But on the top of my head, like the, only, the ones I think about that always just like put a smile on my face when I see them are if it, it's a military, like, cause I have an Air Force wife sticker on my, on my car. So when I see another like Air Force wife, army wife, whatever, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. And, and same if I see uh, like the IAFF or, or police, you know, like see any of those. I'm like, oh yeah, you're in the club. Like it's fun to see you. Uh, but I'm t- a total Star Wars nerd. So. I don't know, probably something with like Yoda saying like, uh, be good, you will, or something. 
I love it. Yeah. You know, I've never been a, a, a person who would put a bumper sticker on my car. I don't know. Just, yeah, I just didn't grow up with that. And so I, my parents I are the same way. Yeah. They never had any stickers. <laughs> yeah, no. And I don't, so I always like, I, what I do, and this is probably just like unintentional, um, you know, my brain is doing that, but anytime I see a sticker, you know, on the car, so I always like make a, every attempt to try to read it, what it says. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. that's uh-huh. sometimes like, like, why would you put that on your car? Right. Some of them are so long too. <laughs> like it's like a monologue on their car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Funny. But it's, I mean, that does speak to, right. About how your, you came out and what your family did and maybe your friends in a certain yeah. grew up. Um, so like things like that really influence and impact every little decision we make. And I always believe that those decisions impact the, the decisions we make in terms of our finances. So Definitely. it's a, it's a, it's a circle. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, well, I love it. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Um, it'd be good to let everybody know how they can connect with you. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Rachel Clausen. Uh, I'm most active on Instagram uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get better, becoming more active on Twitter. Um, my handle for both is the fit CFP. Um, I like to tie a lot of fitness and finance. I come from an athletic background. My, you know, I started off in exercise science and, and like I said, I coach track. And so I love, they're, they're very interchangeable. I feel like, you know, following a, a money roadmap and a spending plan is, is really no different than following a training regimen nutrition plan. And so I kind of use a lot of those kind of analogies. And uh, so the fit CFP, that's, that's my handle for both. I love it. That's hard. Okay. That's hard stuff. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> but you can totally do it. But again, thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Thank you. Anna. I had a blast. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.